What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Residential Living with Richard Orso. In this episode, Richard sits down with Frank McCurdle from Big River Construction. He's got 45 years in the industry, and they go over some great things like vetting contractors, budget plans, and just kind of overall things to look for when you're hiring a contractor and a design team. Enjoy the episode. Welcome. Today I have my guest here, Frank McArdle of Big River Construction. Frank and I date back to 2007. This was our first project. It was a cabana. They called me out and said, hey, we want to do an outdoor kitchen area, but we really just don't have any idea which direction we want to go. So I was like, all right. So, of course, there's a lake in the back. They didn't want to block the view of that. So it was a great project. It's octagon. It's really fine. Uh, so, Frank, won't you tell me a little bit about Frank McArdle and Big River Construction? Okay. Uh, I'm a self-employed general contractor. Uh, when we get to the licensing area, we'll talk about there are different levels of licensing. A state license GC is really the highest level, uh, so we can pretty much build anything, and I've had that since... Uh, the late 70s, uh, we do new construction and remodeling. Uh, this is my 44th year wow. in business doing this, and it's my last year. So Yes, indeed. <laughs> you got us just in time, Richard. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I still got your phone number. <laughs> At least you'll talk to me yeah. if I got a question, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was well, you and I was talking earlier about in mid-80s, 1985, I mean, the all boom just went dead overnight. I mean, everything was wide open, new construction, remodels, and then ch- so I experienced a lot of our um, people in our industry. I mean, they were leaving for California, mm-hmm. up Tennessee, East Coast. Florida. Yeah. So Big River kind of hit was in the right place at the right time. We it were. sounded like we were. That was a that was a god thing. We were. Uh, I was the chairman of the Remodelers Council at the time, and I'll never forget getting a phone call. There was this group from New York City that had bought the Fairway View Apartments on College sure. Drive. Yes. And they were looking for somebody to remodel this apartment complex, and their specifications were like, remove and replace rotten wood where needed. And I'm like, eh, I don't think I'm going to give you a lump sum bid on this. I was 28 years old. But um, we ended up doing the project, brought it in a half million under budget on a cost plus ahead of schedule. And these guys from New York said, are you willing to travel? Turned out they were the fourth largest owner of multifamily property in the United States. So for the next 12 years, we went from San Francisco to New York to Miami. Wow. And so we boomed. But it was, like I say, it was the grace of God being in the right place yeah. at the right time. Because, I mean, and people were scrambling to find so, jobs in our industry. So, at one time, we had 65 full-time employees with five project managers. So, uh, our project managers, thankfully for me, were all formerly self-employed guys who were suffering from the sure. the crash. So, you know, we were fortunate to well things have changed over the years i mean it, it was, i would say you were pretty much a, a one-man shop but with gay on, on the background you <laughs> wasn't a one man yeah, don't let one her man hear crew. that 
Yeah. So no, <clears throat> Frank, uh, like I say, we've done some really cool projects and there's mm-hmm. a, tons of projects that you and I didn't work together with. Said, but as you see in our industry, what are some convenience of life or some some suggestions that you're seeing some of our clients, your clients, asking for? Well, in- I, th- I think that uh, the latest and greatest of technologies certainly has to be near the top of the list. I mean, we can open our garage doors with our iPhone. We can uh, set our thermostats. We can control our lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can be out of the country and check my security cameras. You know, so there's all of the technology stuff. And then that spills over into appliances, Mm -hmm. Um, plumbing fixtures, you know. uh, We've gone a lot. uh, A lot of folks were putting in the tankless hot water heater systems because when you talk about convenience, if it's a good-sized family and they're running out of water and dad's the last one taking the shower, well, that's not a good thing. Sure. So um, uh, in the appliances and plumbing fixtures, but I think a lot of it would probably conveniences would relate to technology. But another biggie that we're seeing and doing, and you've been involved with us in a number of these, is very efficiently designed and built storage, master closets, mm-hmm. pantries, garage stuff. So we're focusing more on organizing our lives. Um, and so I think that in, from the convenience side, uh, sure. those are some Well, if you I'm think saying. like your master closet, your pantries, utility rooms, kitchen, this is something you use every day exactly. of your life. Yeah. You know, you can have a, a, a bay boat in the driveway that you use four times a year. Yeah. But some of these areas are something yeah. that you utilize. And that's what time. I try to tell my clients is major in the majors, the stuff you're dealing with every day, your kitchen and your master bathroom and closet, you got to get those right, mm-hmm. you know. Yep, agree. So where would you instruct a homeowner who is looking to do such a project, where would you start? Uh, suggest that they should start? Well, this will be a little plug for you, Richard. Uh, hire a good designer and hire a good contractor. Um, But I would also say before they do that, start putting together their idea book, their file, their wish list, pictures from magazines or websites or from your friend's house that did something that you love. For those of us that are going to be called in to take their dream and turn it into reality, Picture's worth a thousand words. Show us what you like. Show us what you don't like, you know, et cetera. But start by this project, by the way. I got a call from that homeowner who said, Frank, I want you to come build me an outdoor kitchen. I said, great. I met him at his house. We stood out in the back of this fabulous home by the swimming pool. I said, where's your plans? He said, I don't have any plans. I said, oh, well, where do you want to put it? He said, I don't know. And I said, so you want me to take it from here? And he said, yes, Richard, we got a project. So that was an unusual situation, okay? We came up with this. It ended up on the cover of a magazine. You didn't tell them that it won first place for large outdoor kitchens in a uh, competition. But um, 
most of our clients today are so sophisticated that they do have a file for us of this is what I want my kitchen to look like. So I'd say start there, then get a good designer, pick your contractor, and go from there. Right, right. I know there's limitations as as someone. They have their wish list. What would you say some of the limitations that might they might be faced with that that may not be able to visualize from the get-go? Well, I'm a very practical guy, so the biggest limitation is money. <laughs> you know, in my line of work, um, I've come to projects where they thought it was going to cost 100 and it's 200 mm-hmm. you know. So a lot of our clients have no clue they think I bought this house five years ago for X, so this that I want to do is a very small part. It should cost X divided by five, and it's more like X divided by two. Right. So money is certainly something, and that's why I say pick your contractor early on because if they call me in and you and I as a team, we can hear what they want to do, and within about five minutes – I can tell whether they're in the 100 to 200 range or the 200 to 300 range, and we, we, we need to be real about the budget. The other limitation primarily would be space. Uh, sometimes people want to do things, and there are uh, restrictions, you know, on the lot. You can't go any closer than 8 feet to the side property lines or 25 feet from the rear. So you need to determine that early on because I've had folks that wanted to do this great addition and they spent a lot of time designing and whatever, and then we find out you can't do it. Right, and just don't so, have the space to yeah, do it. Yeah. And you made a very valuable comment is whenever I meet with a homeowner and they, one of the first questions we ask is they, do they have a contractor? Mm. And the ones that say yes, it's a lot easier as a designer to have that, that team player already in place Versus approaching it as a designer yeah, right. and then bring the, the, the contract yeah, in I, there. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think a lot of people just go the designer route. I can remember being called in on a project where they had gotten with probably one of the most prominent architects in Baton Rouge many, many years ago, invited three of us to bid the job. We spent weeks bidding this fabulous project, and we were low bid. And then it turns out that at 450000 low bid, next closest one was 50000 higher, that was still 100000 more than what their budget was. So the job went into mothballs. And that's a big so, advantage of having the contractor involved yeah. from the get-go because the designer can do just some of the simplest concept drawings and we can and kick it to the contractor yeah. and he can keep it in the budget versus doing this right. huge design and then right. it gets and as long as you're budget. working with a designer who doesn't get offended at changing their design and Richard and I have worked on many projects together our goal and our responsibility should be to meet the client's desires within the budget Correct. Now, that requires either modifying their desires or modifying their budget yes. many times. And that happens a lot of times to where they think in 60000 but as yeah. professionals, we say, hey, it's not going to be sixty; it's going to be eighty. Right. And they're like, mm, I, I can get do, it. I can I get do it. that. I understand yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. Sure. How would you suggest locating and vetting a contractor as a homeowner 
You know, where do they go? Where do they well, start? After doing this for 44 years, I would tell you that probably one of the best ways is referrals from satisfied friends, you know, friends, uh, families, friends, neighbors. family, whatever. The other is to go to the local home builders association remodelers council of which we've both been active members for i have for over 40 years and get the roster of who are the licensed insured ones that specialize in maybe your type of project so referrals from friends however i will say right now i'm doing a project that we are taking over from another contractor, the client had gotten a referral, but it turns out that the project that the friend referred them for that had been done was much less significant than this project. Yes. So um, those are two good ways to vet. Yeah, I agree. You know, your home, your your family, friends, neighbors is a really good uh, place to find good contractors. As a homeowner, what do you think some of the initial questions they should ask a potential contractor? I would say there are several. One, licensing. And I mentioned at the beginning there are different levels of licensing. Mm -hmm. Uh, One project we got called in to take over from some other contractors. They were licensed but only to this level. The project was at this level. So even they were licensed, they weren't properly licensed. Right. The other biggie is insured. I mean, we are required by state law, if you're a legitimate licensed contractor, to carry workers' comp general liability. If the contractor tells you, well, I used to carry it, but I don't anymore. It was so expensive. You know, you can cover it. Mm, not really. Right. So, um I would check licensing, insurance, and then in part of the vetting, what's your time frame? I mean, we're getting calls today that I may have to tell somebody, yes, I'm interested in your project. Can you wait six months? A lot of folks have spent years getting to this point, and all of a sudden they want to start next week. Well, right. so, you know, you need to check that. Sure. What would you see in the quoting stages, some red flags that Mm -hmm. homeowners should be looking for? Number one, if they're not licensed. Uh, I know of a guy who does an awful lot of work, and he does it in the country club, actually. Um, May do excellent work and have a lot of satisfied customers, but if you're not licensed, you shouldn't go there if they're not insured. If they ask you as a homeowner to pull the permit, that's a red flag that they're not licensed to pull the permit because for us to pull a permit, you have to be licensed, right? If they want you to pay the subs and suppliers directly Mm -hmm. could mean that their relationships don't allow that. Um, The other thing would be an inordinate deposit amount, like give me... 50% 50% up front, and I'll bill you the balance when I'm done. We've all seen enough mm-hmm. news stories, especially after hurricanes, where those things don't end well. Now, I'm not saying 
don't expect a deposit. I get a deposit on every job I do. Sure. Uh, but not 50%, right. you know, yes. so those would be some red flags. Relationships with their subcontractors and their suppliers. I think that is a crucial part of it, being a contractor. How do they check on the contractors? Yeah, that, that's a tough one because you're right. It is a crucial part. We are a team. Mm-hmm. So my suppliers, my designers, my subcontractors know that, and as Anthony well knows, the team concept is critical. It ain't about me. It's about all of us. So, but the way you're going to check that out is you'd have to ask your contractor, who's your primary lumberyard supplier? How long have you worked with them? And as a homeowner, don't hesitate to call over there and say, hey, look, we were thinking of hiring Big River to do a project for us. What can you tell us? Um, You ask them about who their subs are. Do you bid shop every job or do you have certain subs you always use? I don't bid shop any jobs. I have all my subs, the same guys. They know that I know what things should cost. And when we call them, they come because we give them so much work. So a good relationship between the contractor and subs is critical, both to ensure you get a quality job, but also that the time frame. Sure. You know. And I see some contractors, they're using a different electrician, a yeah. different plumber. Every job is like, hmm. Mm. Red flag. Yeah, that is a red flag because yes. in some cases like that, it's because the guy they used before will no longer work for them again. That's right. That's right. And you're talking about timing. Hey, I need you yeah. next Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Or if you got a exactly. club you've been working with for 30 years. You have years, captive subs. They they're going to be there. Yep. Yep. Right. What uh, in the – once I we decide on a contractor, how should they map out the, like a timeline of what to anticipate – Demolition. Yeah, that's that's a good question because, for example, when we do gut kitchens or master bathrooms, Mm -hmm. we don't start the demolition until my cabinet guy tells me he's within two weeks of completion. I, you know, the horror stories in our business are: I hired a guy, they came in, they demoed my entire kitchen, and eight weeks later, I got cabinets. Right. There's no sense in that. Yes. So the timeline of, you know, they want me starting next week, but if I can't have your cabinets for six weeks, I need to start four weeks from now. Correct. So uh, those things are dictated by the scope of work. Mm -hmm. Now, some of our projects, we've had the client has moved out of the house because it was a whole house renovation. Well, I can start demolition next week. I still won't have your kitchen cabinets for four to six weeks, but it doesn't matter because right. you're gone. Yes. So the scope and the details, specifics of the project should dictate the timeline. But there is a method to the madness, and right. an efficient contractor needs to keep now, that Now, should, should this be written black and white as far as they uh, or, or at least to some degree? Flexibility is the key to the franchise when it comes to remodeling. Mm-hmm. Things happen in our line of work every day that you never anticipated. So you need to be, you know, like we say, it's a moving target, right? Uh, You need to have a schedule that shows we do demo, then we do plumbing, electrical modifications, then we do framing, then we do sheetrock, then we do cabinets. And so, yes, there is a uh, planned sequence, but you do need to be flexible. Right, Right. 
And of course, that that brings us to: Do we move out, or can we stay uh, here? <laughs> that's a good question. During the project, we the ideal thing would be if it's a whole house renovation, and we're doing a couple right now. And we just finished one. If they can move out, great. We yes. did a big one in Santa Maria uh, recently, and they um, had the luxury of being able to move out. And we did the whole, so not only did they move out, but every piece of furniture was gone. That's the ideal. We're doing a big one in the country club right now. They're living in the guest bedroom wing of the house while we do the entire rest of the house. So most people can't move out. So you create dust barriers and things for the bedroom and living area while we got the kitchen, sure. et cetera. So. And that, that goes into job site conditions during the day. Like when someone's mm-hmm. living in the house, it's not like new construction where you can just leave everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have to, if they're living there, you need to clean up every day. We've had some clients that either the owners or their children had severe dust allergies or bronchial things. So as a contractor, you need to check out because client, you're paying for it. If you want me spending an hour cleaning up at the end of every day, that's a cost to you. But if you say, look, just general safety, don't leave open holes that my kids can fall into and Mm -hmm. trip on lumber with nails sticking out, you know, client and contractor can work that out. Well, cool. Uh, Pay schedules. Yeah. I know contractors work cost plus uh, right. deposits. Right. Just uh, give us a rundown of a few different. Well, pay on schedules. the there's two types of contracts. One is, I mean, there are other iterations, but basically, you can either have a lump sum contract. Your job is going to cost two hundred fifty thousand for mm-hmm. this scope of work, or you can have what we do ninety. of our work as is cost plus. I will bill you for all labor materials, subcontractors, and a percentage fee. If it's a lump sum, you have milestones when the concrete is done, when the framing is done, when the cabinets are in, and it's that amount of money. But on cost plus, you bill periodically for all those other things for work that is in place. Yes. So it might be once every two weeks. I might bill them once a month. So, you know, right. some flexibility. But that's basically the two types. What uh, the supply chain? I know that's really. I mean, I think habit. right now, of course, everybody knows supply chain delays, delays. So windows, appliances. What I tell my clients is any long-term lead items that we need to order, exterior doors, windows, appliances, yada, yada, we need to order at the beginning of the job. And, again, when you talk about scheduling, if my job for you involves 20 new windows and they're not going to be here for six months, right? why should we come in and start your job now and we're sitting around waiting, you know? So, yeah, uh, your contractor needs to be on top of those supply chain issues. Right, great. Well, Frank, this has been great, man. Um I hate to see that you're going to be leaving our industry, but well, when you change you got your, my number, Richard. When, well, when you change your phone number, you can <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> so I'm a definitely. You can uh, call me in Fairhope. <laughs> there you go. So nothing wrong with that. Well, thank y'all very much for joining us. If y'all have any other questions, we can be contacted here or there, and we're always looking for suggestions for for future topics. So. 
Stay in touch. Talk to y'all later. Thanks, Richard. Thank you.